0: Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Did you know that half of America is single? Hollywood has never produced anything like this before. The Dating Project, a groundbreaking documentary that follows five single people, ages 18 to 40 as they search for authentic and meaningful relationships. There is no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love and happiness in an age of swiping left or right. From Empower Pictures, Paulist Productions, Family Theater Productions, and Pure Flix, you can now own The Dating Project. Save the date by visiting... TheDatingProjectMovie.com And go a step further and help others in your circle date differently by partnering with Ascension Press. Visit shop.ascensionpress.com to acquire the companion study guide. The Dating Project Movie is now available on DVD and digital download on Amazon, iTunes, and Walmart. Please visit TheDatingProjectMovie.com for details.
1: You're listening to Chuck and Ann on Finance. Willing the girl of nettle.
2: What in the world does jobs have to do with electric cars? More than you might imagine. All that and more on Chuck and Ann on Finance, brought to you by IIE Financial. IIE Financial, willing the good of another. Visit us online at IIEFinancial.com or call the office today, 832-953-4998. That's 832-953-4998. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may happen to be in the world. I'm your host, Chuck Folkerson, joined by my illustrious, significantly smarter, better half. Uh, as I dragged her to come record after, uh, after finishing a tough workout at the gym, she still may be out of breath.
1: A little bit. It was a hard shoulders and arms day.
2: Shoulders and arms. Shoulders and arms. See, I shoulder by try, shoulder by try. Uh, see, I I don't really. I want to be that dude that only works on things like shoulders and arms. Like I want to work on the muscles that that chicks dig, right? Like like in baseball, <laughs> like chicks dig the long ball. Like I want to be that guy that only works on the muscles, but but then like in the gym, you see that one guy who's got the pencil legs.
1: Yeah, never skip leg day. Yeah, so today was <laughs> leg day. It
2: was it was a terrible thing. It was a terrible thing.
1: You got to switch it up. You do that.
2: I know, I know, but I hate it. It just like I get physically angry thinking about even going. It's kind of like it, it it's healthy things are just awful. They are. Like yesterday I saw somebody eating kale. And do you know the best way to cook kale?
1: Um, with a little bit of coconut oil because it makes it easier to scrape into the trash.
2: Right, right. If you put a little <laughs> bit of coconut oil on your kale, it's so much easier to scrape it right into the garbage can. <laughs> Nobody likes kale. I don't care who you are. Like, like we don't have picky kids eaters. Pick, picky. How do you say that? Kids that happen to be picky <laughs> yeah, eaters. Yeah. Um, but we also don't feed them kale. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think when when you do see kale served, it's always served like sautéed with bacon and onions, because if you sauté anything with bacon, right. including shoe leather, it will taste delicious. Right?
2: You could you could sauté my old Nikes with shoe leather or with with, with bacon, bacon and and yeah. and onions. And or if it'll it's be in delightful. a salad,
1: it's in with some it's in with some like kind of sweet vinaigrette with. Cranberries and all kinds of things to mask the fact that you're actually eating kale.
2: Right. Well, I mean, it's I like... I like
1: salads, but kale is
2: to me eating kale is this is it would be the equivalent you of you to dress it up. It's By like itself, eating a cactus.
1: It's, yeah, it's so bitter. Uh,
2: no anyway. fun. But anyway, we digress a little bit. Um, we have uh, fun announcements to talk about, and and really, what we're going to talk about today is the unplanned. Right. We what happens when things that are unplanned happen in the markets, whether they are centered around news announcements, uh, whether they're centered around jobs or earnings or whatever it happens to be, what happens to your portfolio or what happens to positions when unplanned news comes out. And so one of them to look at today uh, is the, you know, for example, the U.S. Jobs Report, so there, there is a story about the jobs report for July and how it is anticipated to be a good one, right? Now, by the time, we've, by the time we've this, you're, you're listening to this, the jobs report has already come out, but we're recording it actually just before the jobs report is released. And so, you know, it says that the U.S. report is likely to be another good one, but the real story is rising wages. And what we're seeing is that non-farm payroll... Has non farm payroll has grown. Uh, and so we're getting a tremendous increase overall in, in jobs, right? We're, we're at our lowest jobless and unemployment rate in many, many, many moons, apparently. Um, but a large part of it is what's happening with wages, right? So wages are going up. Yeah, so,
1: hourly pay rate, pay rose at a 2.7% yearly rate as of June. But that's well below the four percent peak during the last expansion that lasted um, over a six year period between 01 and 07. And wages typically rise about three to four percent a year when the economy is running at full tilt.
2: So, think about that for a minute when the economy is really humming along, wages are going at an average raise of three to four percent a year. So why, why would raises be going at a 3 to 4% a year when it's going at full tilt? Well, people are able to job hop, frankly, and go because there's a higher competition. So people can effectively job hop and go to the places where they're going to get the better wages, right? Um, and that's a good gauge. Now, here's my question. What if the number isn't what people expect it to do? Right. So if the market, the markets have already priced in the fact that they think it's going to do well. So if they don't do as well as they think, what's going to happen?
1: It should drop. It should correct itself.
2: It's going to correct itself. More than correct itself, it's going to drop precipitously. It's going to gap down because we've already priced in that the news is going to be good. If the news is as expected, the markets are still going to go down. The only way for it to go up is if we exceed, um, and that's the thing about about some of these uh, these non-farm payroll reports and some of these news events is that the news event is priced in before the announcement is released. If there's an announcement that they're coming, that, that's coming out, and they know it's coming out, oftentimes there will be a pre-announcement run on the stock or in the market in general. So, a great example of that is to look at an individual stock. Now, almost no stock over the course of the past few months has been, I'm going to use the word vilified, than Tesla.
1: You love talking about Tesla.
2: I love talking about Tesla. I think Tesla's a fascinating story. It really is. Uh, because they don't make any money. <laughs> yeah. They make no money, essentially. Um, they, they, they basically lose money at, every turn, right? They're not successful. Matter of fact, they just had an earnings report and on their most recent earnings report, they had record next to record losses. They lost over $3.06 per share. Now their prior earnings report was their record loss. They lost $3.35 a share, but going back over their last four earnings reports, they lose on average about $3 a share. This last earnings report was no different. They lost $3.06 a share. So, what do we think that the stock would do on losing $3.06 a share?
1: Well, of course, Mr. Fulkerson, it would drop.
2: That's right, it would. But it didn't. Except it didn't. (laughs) It went from $300 a share to $350 a share overnight. Overnight. It went from $300 a share to $350 a share, essentially overnight, on The second worst earnings they've ever had.
1: Okay, now unpack that for us. Ooh,
2: I get to unpack something? Please. You hate that phrase. I hate that phrase. (laughs) It begs the question as to why you hate that phrase. Keep going. Okay, all right. I, I know I really would like to beg the question as to why you hate the phrase.
1: I just, it's so overused in the speaking industry. Let's unpack this. It's just annoying. I hate overused phrases that become part of colloquial language. It drives me crazy. So like
2: when people use the word vernacular, that's one that gets used a lot too, right?
1: Yeah. The, so.
2: the vernacular that happens is, and, and I don't even know what vernacular means. Like you could tell me you're serving me a nice fresh vernacular <laughs> over top of bear, like, like covered with <laughs> berries and whipped cream. And I'd be like, that sounds delicious. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Tesla gapped up and it gapped up. And now a gap by the way, is the difference between closing price one day and opening price the next, so it gapped up uh and it went from three hundred dollars a share to about three hundred and fifty dollars a share, which is a humongous move up well, in the prior weeks, it had gone from three eighty down to three hundred. see the expectation you was have a
1: strong stomach to be uh, in yeah. Tesla
2: you do you do i mean and and frankly this year it started the year at 315 it's now at 350. So you say oh look it's gone up nope it was it went from 315 to 350 down to 250 back up to 350 down to 300 and now we're sitting up at three actually got as high as 370 something um, and now we're sitting back at 350. Well why did it gap up on that news? Well a, a lot of it is the forward earnings uh, is, is the earnings report not being, As bad as they thought it would be. So they ran the stock down before earnings. But the other part is, is that their forward guidance was strong, right? Their forward guidance was something that was strong. So since the forward guidance was strong... It made people feel a little bit more confident about getting in. Now, that's what but that I mean, in all reality, that's what Elon Musk does. He's a visionary. He plants great ideas and he talks about, well, this is coming and that is coming. But then it doesn't seem to come to fruition. So how long can this keep up? I don't really know. Um, All I know is I'm buying an electric car.
1: I don't know. Visionary, con artist. There's a fine line. There. See, see, and that's what,
2: and, and, and that's what people say is you get a lot of people who talk about that. They, you know, they say he's, he, I've, I've heard that actually that those words described, right? He's just taking, he's just, he just
1: other people's money, like as this toy inventor, but no, no, nobody's getting their money back. No, the company's not making any money. So he had,
2: but he hasn't, I mean, there's been some good products. He invented not a flamethrower. Have you seen that one? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. By the way, if you've never seen not a flamethrower, you need to look it up. And now, he's not allowed to sell flamethrowers. Mm-hmm. So what he invented is called not a flamethrower. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I think that's brilliant marketing. But if nothing else, he's a great marketer. And my, our point behind talking about this is whether it's the jobs report, whether it's earnings re- releases, how do you plan for the unexpected? Right? What, is, what, is in your, what is in your investment plan for the unexpected events and the things that can happen around some sort of an earnings report, news release, announcement, and, and what's that going to do to you, right? What if, what if all of a sudden we, we announce that we are going completely energy independent here in America and we're not going to have any more foreign oil coming in? which may sound a little bit crazy, but I don't feel like it's all that off. How would that affect your portfolio? What, does, what would that do? And it's not necessarily having a plan for every single contingency, But the key is that you have a plan and that you don't just hold on and hope because, you know, if you're buying and if if you just if you just have a a belief in buy and hope, then in the long term, you're going to have a little bit uh, a little bit more headaches and a little bit more trouble. So
1: and no time to recover. No.
2: And no time to recover because it's going to take too long. So thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. Hope you all have an absolutely amazing week. And we will see you soon.
0: Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com For faith, fellowship, and love